global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And with the Bloomberg Business Flash, I'm Todd Tucker. U.S. index futures they are remaining lower after a slide sparked by the Bank of Japan. They uh, refrain from further stimulus measures overnight. We also data today uh, showing the U.S. economy expanded in the first quarter at the slowest pace in two years. American consumers reined in spending. Uh, companies also tighten their belts in response to weak global financial conditions and the plunge in oil prices. Uh, data showed, again, the American economy growing less than estimated at the beginning of the year. There are also signs that inflation uh, picked up. Now, among companies moving on corporate news, Facebook uh, jumping 11 percent. It reported sales and profit that blew past analyst estimates. Uh, business spent more in video ads in, on its uh, main mobile app. Also, St. Jude Medical surging about 25 percent. Abbott Labs agreed to buy it in a deal that values the maker of heart devices at $25 billion. And once again, as we check uh, futures this morning, despite uh, a number of these merger announcements this, the, this Thursday morning, S&P futures right now, they are down uh, 13 points. That's down 7 tenths of a percent. Uh, Dow futures down 139th. And the Nasdaq futures 15 points lower. And we update the markets for you every 15 minutes during the trading day right here on Bloomberg Radio. I'm John Tucker. Now back to uh, Mike Bloomberg's surveillance. Thank you, John. It's 848 on Wall Street. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Jonathan Bernstein, a columnist for Bloomberg View. Ted Cruz has named Carly Fiorina as his running mate three months before the Republican convention and with several states yet to hold their primaries. It's less a strategic move than a desperate one. Fiorina has no government experience and lost badly in her only previous attempts for elective office. She brings no constituencies or Republican-aligned interest groups with her. Her national favorability numbers have been consistently below water. Adding a Scott Walker or Marco Rubio to his ticket would have been a strong sign that the party was still resisting Trump and that supporting Cruz was the only way to do so. Adding Fiorina, it's showing a weak hand. Besides, good presidents as well as good presidential candidates resist the urge to make important commitments in order to win new cycles. Bottom line, Cruz needs to win in Indiana this coming Tuesday, but he's still behind in the polls right now. It's hard to see how this gambit changes anything. I'm Jonathan Bernstein. For more view, please go to BloombergView.com or view go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. Bloomberg View commentaries can be heard hourly weekdays on Bloomberg Radio. Well, it has been a very busy day, uh, David Gura. A lot of deals, uh, and uh, we were just talking with uh, Nerman Berovich about business investment being a little light. And then we get some today. Uh, China Eastern Airlines announcing it's going to buy 15 Boeing 787s. Boeing says they're valued at about 48, uh, I'm sorry, 48, at $4 billion <laughs> at the list price. Maybe they get a discount there for that. Um, China Eastern also helping Europe out. Mario Draghi. Uh, uh, on the phones, call now. Get a get a cheap uh, no, they had twenty Airbus A350 planes, and then uh, big news uh, for the folks up in Canada. Delta going to buy seventy five, at least seventy five of the new uh, Bombardier uh, smaller jets. So uh, some big news, big investments in the airline industry today, and that has those stocks on the moon. Boeing shares down nine-tenths in pre-market trading. We're still uh, about 40 minutes away from the opening of the markets, but Bombardier gets a, an almost 11% gain out of uh, the news that Delta is coming on board with them. Uh, one of the weirder stories this morning, Priceline. Yeah, <laughs> the, what's the uh, update on that? The yeah. CEO 
of Priceline has been uh, cashiered, as they say, for a they say a relationship with a non-direct report. That's uh, all they're telling us. Darren Houston has resigned. They are um, they've put a new uh, well, an old person uh, into the uh, job. Uh, the former CEO Jeffrey Boyd will take over on a short-term basis. Uh, so um, uh, Priceline shares right now down 1.4 percent. They've started trading again. The spokesman here for for Priceline commenting, this resignation was not related in any way to the company's operational performance or financial condition. Uh, no relation, no no issues related to accounting or financial reporting either. Again, the, uh, the spokesman for Priceline saying there on the Bloomberg story. And, uh, of course, we've got the big deals. Abbott buying uh, uh, St. Uh, Jude's uh, Medical, St. Jude up uh, 25%. But what's been interesting is to watch Abbott shares go down as the call. Uh, with uh, journalists has been underway. Journalists and investors has been underway. Uh, Abbott said that they would, uh, that this would hurt earnings in 2016 uh, through 2018, but in 2020 it would add uh, $500 million in what they call synergies, but apparently short-term investors are uh, looking, you know, kind of down the road, or they're not looking down the road. So uh, a lot going on uh, in the markets today. A lot of company news, for sure. And yet we're still seeing, as we keep mentioning, uh, futures lower in the United States. S&P futures up by 14 now, seven-tenths of a percent. And Europe down, the stock 600 off by, uh, call four points, uh, one one percent. All of that being blamed on uh, Japan and the (laughs) bank thereof not doing anything. They were supposed to stimulate the economy. And they did, they did not do so. They did not add any stimulus. Some say that they're going to uh, sooner or later, and they may be forced to because the yen at 108.36 is by uh, about 3% weaker against the dollar. Against the euro, about the same, trading for 122.92. The big question is, uh, did the Bank of Japan disappoint or were people leaning the wrong direction? And our expert on that is uh, John Vale with uh, Nico Securities. John, uh, a lot of people leaning the wrong way when uh, when the Bank of Japan announced that they weren't going to do anything, it appears. Yes, uh, and uh, we were uh, surprised, too, by it. Uh, and obviously the uh, stock market and the currency market reacted uh, negatively to the surprise. I don't really know why, uh, to be honest. Uh, He didn't go ahead. Usually he's on the more proactive side. There's a chance that he's waiting for uh, uh, the G7 summit to happen in Japan in May uh, and and, uh, doing something after that is a sign of Japan's uh, leadership after the summit is over. Uh, and, but, yes, I do think we have more easing ahead. It's just that uh, this time I didn't feel it was uh, the right time to do so. In your note, you said uh, the BOJ should proceed in a logical and well-telegraphed fashion. We seeing that happen here? Um, it's mixed this it's time. Mixed, yeah. yeah uh, he, he, it's always hard to know what to say about this, but I tend to think that uh, Kurodasan and the BOJ should be a little bit more forthcoming going forward. His uh, reputation has been to shock the market. He's from the foreign exchange uh, background at the Ministry of Finance, where he, and he thinks that the only way to actually get results is to actually shock the market. Uh-huh. 
Um, but uh, this, I think, for going on, going forward, I think it's got to be a little bit more uh, forthcoming. Uh, although it's very hard to do. It's very hard to do because there's so much pressure on him. Uh, frame for us what's happening in the economy in Japan yeah. as a result of stimulus. There are two separate stories on the Bloomberg today that really come down to uh, the way you define things. Uh, the story that notes that since Kuroda began his stimulus efforts, the pace of lending has picked up significantly. Uh, and there's another story that says the pace of lending has picked up, but basically from nothing, and the, the amount of lending in the economy is very low because there's not a lot of demand for it. Businesses don't want to borrow to invest, and that banks are seeing their deposit base rise much, much faster, their, their liabilities much, much faster than any assets. So is stimulus, is, is Abinomics working or not? Well, uh, it is working, but uh, Japan's not an emerging market. I mean, it's a very mature economy. We shouldn't expect miracles. It's like... Uh, Say, uh, if you're in the college uh, counseling process, like I am with my son right now, uh, and you promise your kid, well, say your kid's getting B pluses, and the prospects aren't very good for, for doing very well in your college uh, uh, selection, and your parents say, okay, we're going to get you into Harvard. All right. And so if you work hard. It's and a so stimulus there. That, and that's what <laughs> Abenomics is all about, is like trying to get companies to borrow more and try to get everybody more excited. Uh, and it's working to some degree, but instead of getting to Harvard, you get into some other Ivy League school, and you should be proud of that. You know, getting into an Ivy League school it might not be Harvard, but it's an Ivy League school. And, and inflation used to be zero in Japan before Abenomics. Now it's uh, core inflation is now running close to one percent. So it's uh, it, they've definitely made progress. It's just people expect miracles, and that's wrong. Demographics still a huge issue. It is. I mean, it's. A, I don't think it's a defining issue, but it's definitely a headwind. Uh, they're uh, counteracting it with technology and robots and some immigration. Uh, so it's it's uh, difficult for a mature economy. John Vale is with us from Nico Securities. We're talking about the uh, Bank of Japan. We'll continue uh, that question. I got a question about this whole Ivy League uh, thing because <laughs> there's a. Anyway, we'll talk about that coming up in just a moment. Bank of Japan certainly disappointed no one more than investors in Japan. The Nikkei finishes down on the day by 3.6%. That's 624 points. Big run-up in the Nikkei coming into the decision as people perhaps spending on a little bit more than they got. Right now, um, that decline spreading throughout the world. S&P futures off by 13 we're a half hour away from the opening of trading here today. Dow futures down 133. This is Bloomberg Surveillance on Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. There's some cross wires going on on both sides. Both the Fed and the market are having a hard time understanding each other. No one advocates a regressive tax system, and yet... That's what the United States has wound up with. Most forward inflation expectations are still lower than where they were at year end, and even at current levels, they're quite low. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. It's 9 o'clock on Wall Street. Hi, Michael McKee. David Gura is with me, sitting in for Tom Keene, who continues on his vacation. We're still playing the Where in the World is Tom Keene game. 
And uh, so far, nobody has managed to locate him, which is probably a good thing because he would be really Shrewdly mad picked his destination, if, yeah. if, if uh, tourists were uh, all over him <laughs> trying to get his autograph while he is trying to relax. Uh, the Forex Brief. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers, winner of FX Week's 2015 award for the best retail Forex trading platform. Visit IB at IBKR.com slash Forex. Well, if you're going to talk Forex today, you're going to talk yen. The uh, Japanese currency is uh, 3% stronger against the dollar, 108.39, and pretty much the same percentage against the euro, 122.98. It's not the only big mover on the day. Much uh, uh, centers on central banks. The New Zealand central bank also on hold today, and that currency has strengthened 1.6%. And we were talking about this yesterday, uh, David, on, uh, on Bloomberg Surveillance on television. We're watching oil prices rise. West Texas over 45, heading for 46, 45.61 now. And Brent crude crossed 47 yesterday, 47.50. may not be long before they get to $50. And you can hear the applause from north of the border uh, up in Canada. All the way down here in New York, the uh, loonie continuing to gain strength up another quarter of a percentage point today. That is the Bloomberg Forex Report. Now we turn to the busiest man at Bloomberg today, Dave Wilson. Um, the, the, the good news for our clients, the bad news for you is that we never run out of red ink for those red hot headlines on uh, earnings, on uh, corporate news. It's just been an amazing morning. Absolutely. It is the busiest day of first quarter earnings season today. And on top of that, you have what might be called a takeover Thursday going on. Uh, let's start with the earnings, specifically Facebook. The stock's up about 11.5% in early trading. The social network's first quarter profit topped analyst average estimate in the Bloomberg survey by the widest margin in about two years. Revenue also beat projections. And Facebook moved to solidify CEO Mark Zuckerberg's control by proposing a class of non-voting shares. Uh, now let's turn to deal-making. You've got St. Jude Medical up 24%. The maker of heart devices accepted a uh, 20 billion takeover offer from Abbott Labs. Now, Abbott said it has the financing to buy St. Jude and the medical device testing maker, uh, Allaire, which the company has agreed to purchase for $5.8 billion. Uh, Allaire higher on that news. On the other hand, Abbott's down about 9% in early trading. Uh, Medivation. Uh, this is a developer of cancer therapies, and the stock's up 7%. It's become a target for Francis Sanofi, which made an unsolicited offer of $9.3 billion in cash. So far, it's been spurned, and that's why Sanofi went public with the proposal. Uh, AbbVie is down 3.5%. The maker of the arthritis drug Humira agreed to buy a developer of cancer treatments, uh, Stemcentrix. It's a closely held company, deal valued at $5.8 billion. And then one more deal, Textura, which is a provider of Internet-based software for the construction industry. This stock is up 30.5%. company agreed to a $663 million takeover by Oracle. Uh, some noteworthy earnings really quickly here. Bristol-Myers Squibb up 2.5%, uh, their first quarter profit uh, beating estimates. They raised their full-year earnings forecast as well. Celgene, on the other hand, a biotechnology company, down 2%. They cut their earnings estimate for next year to reflect a stronger dollar. Ford Motor up 1.5%, their uh, adjusted first quarter earnings, $0.68 cents a share, beat the average estimate by $0.20. Cents. 
The uh, online payment company PayPal up 3%, first quarter results being estimates. MasterCard down 1% as first quarter expenses rose 25%. Viacom down 3%. Their revenue uh, fell for the fifth straight quarter. It's a company that owns MTV and Comedy Central, among other things. And Symantec's down 8.5%. The maker of security software said President and CEO Michael Brown will leave, and uh, their fiscal fourth quarter profit and revenue trailed estimates. Dave Wilson, thank you very much. That's Bloomberg Stocks Editor Dave Wilson joining us here. We're going to bring back in John Vale. He's the Chief Global Strategist at Nico Asset Management, talking about the Bank of Japan, its decision overnight. We should do a, a surveillance correction here. I said Please. Nico Securities, and, John, you, you corrected me. Yes, I'm never going back to the cell side. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. All right. Uh, John, let me ask you about the, the market reaction that we've seen here and what it tells us about the, 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 the faith that the markets are putting into central banks right now. Well, they're key, uh, especially for foreign exchange uh, traders, and uh, they're definitely quick to pull the trigger. Uh, they don't think about the fact that it, uh, Bank of Japan could do something even larger uh, in June. Uh, so uh, I think it's uh, overreaction in the markets, to be honest. Is, uh, is the Bank of Japan uh, pushing on a string in terms of uh, trying to gin up demand for credit in a market that doesn't want it? Well, as I hinted earlier, uh, the, the goal of Abenomics is to try to incentivize people to borrow. Now, maybe it's impossible. I don't think so. Uh, for instance, even in Europe, you're getting companies to borrow. So that's a pretty good example that you can get a mature sort of uh, economy that's a little bit uh, uh, depressed in, in its, its psychology to actually start growing again. Um, so I, I, I think there's still hope. I don't think it's pushing on the string. And for instance, the statistics came out also that after the negative interest rate policy, which everybody poo-pooed so much, it actually did stimulate bank lending to uh, individuals, and that mortgage demand is actually quite strong now because mortgage rates have, have fallen. So it, it is happening, and if it happens anywhere, a lot of it's going to actually happen in the real estate market. I think it's already some real estate prices are starting to rise quite a lot. Uh, com uh, commercial real estate, commercial and some luxury areas, but for the middle class, it really hasn't really risen that much yet. But I think it actually could start rising as people see that it almost they get paid maybe to to borrow to to buy a house maybe in the future. Who knows? What did you make of the the, the central part of this Bloomberg story from a few days ago? Uh, indicating that the Bank of Japan was considering here uh, offering a negative rate on some loans to commercial lenders. Obviously, it didn't happen this time around, but sort of incentivizing the commercial banks to lend. I'm really, really surprised that they didn't do that mm. because that would have really helped uh, clear some of the air. One of the reasons why the negative interest rate policy was considered to be uh, a, 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 I shouldn't say a flop, but that it did hammer bank shares. Uh, because they were afraid of what would happen to their profits. Now, if you did uh, sort of what the ECB has been doing in terms of uh, giving some negative rate uh, uh, lending to banks, that would have alleviated that and got the stock prices up, and that would have moved the stock market up. That would have helped the uh, wealth effect and, and stimulate consumption. So I don't know why they didn't do it. Maybe they're not ready. Maybe they have now decided that they really want to be really well prepared before they do anything. And I think that's probably wise. And uh, there's also a very small number of people who actually um, are deciding the policy within the Bank of Japan. 
And they might not be able, because they want the surprise factor, right, uh, heretofore. That's another reason why I'm, I mentioned earlier that they should be a little bit more open in telegraphing, is that the, so they can plan these things better and make sure that the banks understand um, how they're going to proceed. Because, like I mentioned, after the negative interest rate policy, there was a lot of confusion. Quite, uh, quite flat-footed, it seems like. The banks were shocked, and everybody was a bit shocked, and it just wasn't really – the market was not prepared for uh, negative interest rates. John Vale. Uh, Nico Asset Management. Thank you. Get that correct. <laughs> uh, don't want to put him back on the sell side. Uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, joining us, David. I'm going to get out ahead of one. It's not really me, uh, but I'm looking here at uh, looking through the, the stock market and uh, DreamWorks uh, shares uh, in the pre-market halted. This on the heels of oh, that Wall Street There's Journal the announcement report. right yes, now. Yeah, the the press okay. release just <laughs> Didn't released. have to get that far ahead of I was ahead of it. Dream, yeah. uh, NBC Universal announces DreamWorks Animation Acquisition. So uh, TakeOver Thursday, as Dave Wilson uh, announced it, uh, is happening. I'm uh, looking for the terms here. Under the terms of the agreement, billion, it says it like. um, an equity value of $3.8 billion. Uh, DreamWorks shareholders will receive $41 in cash for each share of DreamWorks Animation common stock. So it looks like it's an all-stock deal, as near as we can tell, and it values uh, DreamWorks, as you point out, at $3.8 billion. Um, we're just barely seeing some reaction to Comcast shares. They're down two-tenths of a percent. Watch for uh, more news in that regard. Uh, DreamWorks is not trading at the moment. And again, um, the deal is uh, going to put Jeffrey Katzenberg in charge of something called uh, DreamWorks New Media. I guess a uh, new uh, divi- it will be a division of uh, Comcast. And this is something he's tried to do before, to, to offload... Uh to offload DreamWorks, so uh, an achievement there for Jeffrey Katzenberg. All right, this is Bloomberg Surveillance on Bloomberg Radio, and you cannot turn us off because Lord only knows what's going <laughs> to happen next in the next five minutes here on Bloomberg Radio. All right, let's check in with uh, Michael Barr now and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike David, thank you very much. The International Committee of the Red Cross is warning that the northern Syrian city of Aleppo is on the brink of a humanitarian disaster as a result of renewed fighting. A Syrian monitoring group and a first responders team say in the past 24 hours at least 61 people have been killed, including dozens killed in airstrikes that hit a residential building and an internationally supported hospital. President Obama says the movie The Big Short was wrong. Wall Street has changed. President Obama, speaking to the New York Times, says he sees a major shift in how Wall Street is regulated. The Big Short was about the 2008 economic meltdown. A House committee last night narrowly approved a measure that would require women to register for the military draft. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, David. Thank you very much for the breaking news. In the last moments, uh, DreamWorks Comcast deal is going through. Comcast pays $41 a share, values DreamWorks at $3.8 billion. Market Drivers brought to you by Elbow Beach Bermuda, an oceanfront enclave of classic style and contemporary luxury, 50 acres of lush gardens, and a private ribbon of pink sand beach. Go to elbowbeachbermuda.com for more details.